Warning, the following episode of Childhood Trauma Theater may not be suitable for younger listeners. It may contain inappropriate topics, horrifying visuals, and nightmare-inducing memories. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Tara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Frozen 2 and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes, we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of childhood trauma theater uh a mini tale experience that i honestly hope works out and continues because i want to say this viewing experience was one of my favorites (laughs) it was a doozy simply because (laughs) if you have the opportunity to watch a movie with my wife it it's almost never disappoints. I feel like I would like, say not in the theater because I I talk like if you have watched a movie with me in the theater. But well, even then, because you do reactions that are like oh, like you have all the <laughs> like exa- you hit all the exact emotions, and this for what we wanted to do with this segment with this 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 type of of mini tale, um, which I'll go into a sec. You hit everything perfectly, and it. <laughs> delighted me to know and i laughed almost through the entire movie and i'm a little nervous i'll be 100 i'm a little nervous because i feel what we want to do with this segment the point of childhood trauma theater is to look back at movies we're not just an animation podcast we're not just a disney animation podcast i think part of what made what's appealing to me about doing this podcast and hopefully to you for listening to this podcast is the nostalgia factor and when we look back with nostalgia sometimes you go why did i like this why did i why was i allowed to watch this especially me a child who spent almost an entire decade in the 80s mm. when a lot of these movies i think our idea for this came from secret of nim and people talking about like movies they saw and we wanted to do some of these kind of as a they're they're live action movies they're not animation movies so that's where the nostalgia part comes in um so for our first movie to do this that we're looking at something that made you go why was this made why was i allowed to watch this why was this geared for children was return to oz 1985's return to oz now i'm nervous tara Okay. That we kind of shot, made our shot too early because this is the perfect movie for what we're trying to do here. <laughs> well, you chose it. Because, so, <laughs> like, we started off strong. Your thoughts. So, 1985 is the year I was born. I don't okay. know if that's too much information, but there it is. Uh, listeners, you can do the math, figure out how old I am. But, um, I don't know if I've seen this or not. The childhood I had, it would track that I probably did see this at some point. 
Uh, I never read the books. I never read any of the books about Oz. I was obsessed with the original film as a child with Judy Garland. Mm -hmm. I loved that movie. My brother, in turn, grew up watching it. Uh, My grandmother loved that movie. It was very much a generational family film, which I think it is for a lot of people uh, that, you know, you watch it with your family and that sort of a thing. It was, I think we've talked about this. It was one of my grandmother's two favorite movies, the wizard of Oz and snow white. Yeah. We've now honored my grandmother (laughs) in the strangest way on this podcast. So, so yeah, so I loved that. So it would only make sense that I would have probably seen this. I remembered nothing from it. TikTok vaguely, looked familiar to me but that was about it so if i have seen it i blocked out all memory of it so with that in mind give me a general idea of of your thoughts and then i will give the the audience a general idea of what it was like to watch this movie with you so i obviously have notes that we'll go into (laughs) uh because there are things i want to say I'll start with what I liked about it first. Okay. I did like the relationship that Dorothy had between her sidekicks. Let's call them, I mm-hmm. guess. Uh, and so that's similar to the original film where she creates these bonds with these characters. And you really feel for them when TikTok has to make the choice about what ornament is a real person. And if this sounds like gibberish, uh, go watch the film, I guess, because <laughs> we can't really go in depth about the entire plot line here uh, because that would take a little bit of time but he has a tear and I really felt for him in that moment and And I really felt for Dorothy and how she hugged him so I will say those relationships I really liked and going back to the why it's a joy to watch movies with you like you did go oh and like look at me yeah yeah um it is also nightmare fuel. It is also like, I, I, well, I'll have to report back if I have nightmares tonight. I usually only remember my nightmares and I never remember my happy dreams. So we'll see I, if I don't, that's the case. I don't mean to laugh at you having nightmares, but every, like, there's so much, like, I remember certain things about this movie that I was like, oh yeah, that's a problem. Oh yeah, that's weird and scary. Um, oh yeah, that's something that isn't really good for a kid. There's 10 times more than I remember. There's a lot. And every time you went, oh, what? Like, and you just did, like, yeah. you turned to me. It was delightful watching this. I, you know, maybe we'll set up a Patreon and if enough people give money, we'll just <laughs> let people watch this movie with you. And you'll have to, I don't well, know. Well, I don't know that I could redo the oh reactions. It give so it enough good. time and I'll forget about it, I guess. <laughs> it was so good. So Um, it opens up with contains tobacco depictions. And I'll be honest, that's the thing I remember least about this film. I was like, oh, I wonder how intense it's going to be. The Gnome King smokes a pipe. He smokes a pipe, but that is the the least uh, problematic thing in this film, I think, is the fact that he smokes a pipe. Well, I will say, I don't think this film was problematic in like bad ethnic depictions. I mean, there's a pretty all white cast. I mean, you know, it's stuff like that we talk about on the regular yeah. podcast. This movie this movie was problematic in the visual imagery, yes. the way the scenes were were built. The way the music didn't match up, like there were certain scenes and I've got them specifically in my notes. But the scene where everything's turned to stone and TikTok is like jollily walking 
and and they wanted it to be joyful, but everyone <laughs> is turned to stone, and that's when we meet the Wheelers. Or no, not for the first time, but they come back yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point. And I was like, this music does not match up. And that happens a couple times where the music, I don't know if they thought that was a joyful scene or mm-hmm. if it just, there wasn't a lot of thought about how to pair up the music, but the music really gave you a confusing cue. So, because it almost seemed like it wanted you to feel a certain way, but visually something very different was happening. So, let me try to do a very, very quick synopsis of this. Basically, Dorothy is depressed after coming back from Oz. So, they take her to electroshock therapy. We'll get into that in a moment. She escapes from that and is taken back to Oz, where the Emerald City has been destroyed by the Gnome King, and everyone has been turned to stone except for the Scarecrow, who they can't be found. She meets some friends, including TikTok, the wind-up mechanical man, Jack Pumpkinhead, who is a bunch of sticks in a in a in a uh, pumpkin, a talking hen named Belina, and a flying amalgamation of a antlered creature and sofas named the Gump. They fight uh, the wheelers, who are guys with wheels on their hands, dudes, the lady who could take her head off, and the Gnome King, and eventually uh, win the day, and we'll go into depth of how and why in a little bit, and return back, and she's returned home. Does, does that, is that... I think that's a really good, quick snapshot. Okay. I will say, if you are confused while we're making <laughs> comments then maybe you should go watch the film. I do think it's worth watching. I yes. would recommend watching okay, it. Okay, that was a question I want to ask I think I'd you. recommend watching it. It's bonkers. I think if you go in knowing that, I went in knowing that and still was very surprised by a lot of things. Yes. So this is where we're going to get into details. If you've never seen it, you may want to just stop the podcast here. I think Ryan gave you a very quick, weird snapshot. It sounds maybe a little confusing because some things are out of context, but I think he did a good job of like summing it up very quickly. I'll tell you what, if you don't want to read it, go read, or you don't want to watch it, go read the uh, Wikipedia entry. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. But let's talk a little bit because what I remembered most was her time in Oz. I did not remember the beginning. So the beginning is super, super dark. Is a child horror movie. They So they basically, they they think Dorothy's made everything up. Dorothy thinks it's real, and she doesn't understand why she can't talk about it. And so they're really kind of down on her for that. I will say that they say she hasn't slept in six months. Yes, so I get that. They're They're concerned about her well-being. I do get that. And I know it's coming from a good place with Auntie M. (laughs) Uncle Henry, Henry, layabout. Yeah, who apparently has just been lazing around trying to build them a new house since the other one got picked up by the tornado. But her Auntie M makes this thing that she's like, you haven't slept and then you don't help me in the morning. And literally, she was interrupting Dorothy, who was going out and caring for all of the chickens, including Belina, who hasn't laid an egg. And Belina comes with her to Oz. And I literally screamed at the TV. I was like, she's caring for the chickens. Like, what more do you want this 12-year-old girl who is very confused because she thinks what happened is real and everyone's telling her it's not real. What more do you want from this child? I I understand she needs to work on the farm, but like that. Listen, 1899 Kansas farmland after a tornado. All right, fair enough. Everyone in this, this, these characters deserve a little bit of a break. All right. But yes, it was, it's very dark. And then 
Uh, the Tin Man. This is jumping around. We're oh. going to be jumping around, but the original story of the Tin Man. So let me. So they go to the place for electroshock therapy, which they just that you you don't really know as an audience member's electroshock therapy yet. But she's you just telling know the story. She's going to a doctor, and the story they've decided to to you know like you fade in on her explaining Oz to the Doctor Winslow or something. I, I can't his remember his name. And uh, it's the story of the Tin Woodsman. Now the story of the Tin Woodsman in the book is a little darker than it is in the in, in the movie. And they go with the book one, which is the Tin Woodman accidentally cuts off his leg and replaces it with tin. And then he gets cursed by a witch that his axe keeps cutting off other body parts and he keeps replacing them with tin until he's replaced everything. Yeah. So that's what they, that's like the first Oz story you see. And you're so hearing you it from, from Dorothy. Like, you're hearing yes. like this little girl just tell this story. And so no wonder why the adults are a little bit concerned about her. Maybe, but also as a choice of like the filmmaker, like, yeah, they did not do a good job with this. And I understand wanting to do like a little more closer to the books in some ways. In other ways, it was not. But. If you're going to start and be like, we're not like the Wizard of Oz movie, remake the Wizard of Oz movie the way you want it to be. Yeah. You know what? Don't make a sequel to a movie that was like beloved for being like, very whimsical, beautiful colors. Like, he cut off his own leg and yeah. then was cursed to cut off his other leg. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing, too, is you don't know until he describes that machine to her. That's when I was like, wait. Is she going to get electric yes, shock therapy? Yes. And then my next question was, and this was all out loud listeners. My next question was, are we going to see her get electric shock therapy? Like, no, thank you. And I didn't get want very any close part of that. It. We get very, very close to it. So the squeaking of the wheels of the bed rolling, you keep hearing these gurneys. And we said, those are the wheelers. That's a pretty direct correlation. There's not a yes, lot. The wheelers not come left, up later. And yeah, we'll... there's not... A lot left for interpretation. Yes, That's pretty because the, the the guys who are the the orderlies are the wheelers. Later, yeah, and so Auntie M leaves, and then this storm starts. The rain stops. She's hearing people shouting, like calling out, mm -hmm. and then they come to get her, and they put her on the gurney. She asks if she can sit up, and they go, oh. "No, you have to lay down." And then they strap her to yes. the bed, which I didn't need to, that for me was enough. So I guess I should also say here, there are some triggers in this beginning part. If you've ever had any kind of experiences or had family members who have had experiences with mental health or maybe in some ways of treatment of mental health. So I would warn to that because it was, I but, don't know if visceral is the right word, but it really hit me pretty intensely in the beginning. It's also, we're not talking about like Tara has specific triggers and this is a pretty calm, you know, like a well-lit, beautiful scene that is just having triggers. It's a horror movie. It is filmed yes. like a horror movie. Yeah, so I'm saying, you know, you know yourself, but yeah. even if you don't have personal triggers, it could be a triggering. It's like dingy, there's a there's watch. a thunderstorm, like yeah. even if it's not triggering to you, it's designed to make you uncomfortable. Oh, it does that. It yes. 100% does that. So they when after they strap her into bed, I was like, "Oh gosh, we're going to actually see this happen." Mm -hmm. And so thankfully, the storm takes out the power, which the lightning hits, and now everything's dark. They leave Dorothy because alone they, you in this hear room screaming because you and hear screaming, like... and Mrs. Wilson, uh, who becomes the evil witch character in Oz that we see later, 
she says, I'll deal with that. You go deal with the power to the doctor and everyone leaves. So then Dorothy is just there strapped to a bed listening to people shout. Right. In the dark. And it ends up being, it's so then this girl who she's met earlier comes to save her and she's like, who's screaming? And the girl goes, it's, it's essentially patients who have gone, who have not, who have gotten screwed up because of electroshock therapy and they just put them in the basement. Yeah, she said it, it's, yeah, and so she says we have to get out of here. And so that whole scene is also scary of them running through this building in corridors and they run into Mrs. Wilson. That's how they get outside and they get into, they wind up jumping into this river and then that's kind of how she gets transported to Oz. Mm-hmm. And then I was also kind of confused because Mrs. Wilson up to this point is a very unlikable character <laughs> and even the way they've got her dressed i love her dress both as the witch in oz and as mrs she's got wilson these huge pointy very pointy shoulders. shoulders i really liked it a lot but she jumps in to save the girls which i feel like is very I, that scene, contradicting that scene was weird because every, you know it, it, it i was like am i supposed to believe that she's really bad like the only person we have like granted us as the audience knows electroshock therapy is bad yeah. The people at this time legitimate like psych- psychiatric care in this time sucked. So like I guess we, she's doing her job is and she I doing guess her she, job? Maybe Are she we does supposed care to for think, them but yeah. the way they set her up, they set her up like the original wicked witch and now I can't remember. Is it Mrs. Gulch? I that sounds kind of familiar, but I don't I can't it's remember so her long original name, the original. but they set her up very similarly where like She's always, you know, nagging about how awful Toto is, right? right? And so it's kind of this similar dynamic to where she's the really intense one more than the doctor is. Yes. So it's just a very weird set of circumstances the way that goes on. I, I so they get swept away and there's like a crate in the water and Dorothy climbs in the crate. And then I said, what body of water is this in Kansas? And then Ryan replied, <laughs> I don't well, think we're in Kansas anymore, Tara. <laughs> Which was perfect. Um, I That's actually how, so uh, Dorothy being swept out to sea, quote unquote, with Belina in a crate is how she gets to Oz, back to Oz and Ozma of Oz, which is the third move, the third book. Which is what this one is more based off of, not it's, the second book. It's both. Oh, okay. Um, it's okay. a little bit more the story of of Ozma of Oz with some of the characters of the second because Jack is in is in the second book. Okay. Um, man, it's been a long time since I, I I don't remember where the Wheelers are from. The Wheelers didn't aren't in the books enough to really have a thing to me. So she gets out, and it's, there's the deadly desert, which they just kind of throw out there. I remember really thinking that it was you cool as a to kid. Sand. Yeah, but that's a big thing with Oz in the books because it's like she's like, "Well, how do I get out of Kansas?" They're like, you can't. There's a desert around all of Oz, mm-hmm. and you can't. They kind of breeze over that, but then the deadly desert comes back into play later in this. But film. she says it like it's the deadly. Like, like they introduce things that Dorothy absolutely got introduced to in the first story. But we, the audience, did not because we didn't read the story. We we watched Watch the, movie. the movie. That's mm-hmm. the most. And, and again, if they had wanted to do this, they should have done. We're gonna remake the movie first. Yeah. And done that first story because there's different stuff in that story that didn't make it into the movie. But yeah. anyway. But so this is where Belina starts talking, and I wrote Belina is the comic relief. Belina's great. I have a couple of Belina lines. 
Uh, I'll say them as we get to them because they're in my notes. She's just this she's like old hilarious. vaudeville actress she's is what so, it sounds like. She's like, ah! She's so great. They go to the Emerald City at one point. There's a bunch of statues. She's like, sure came a long way for a bunch of stiffs. That's and one I'm of, like, yeah, that's one of my Belina lines. She, that she sounds great. like an old cranky version of, I forgot this actress, but they're like, come on over and see me sometime. Yeah. Like, it sounds a little bit like that. Yeah. It's, I forgot the actress's name, but it's a woman from Labyrinth who plays the junk lady. Which totally and makes I think, sense. And that's let's, totally on track. Let's talk about this for a second. The puppetry and animatronics and and stop motion stuff in this is pretty spectacular. Yeah, and I I will say I'm not always good at catching stuff, but I was really amazed at when is it a real chicken and when is it a, a an right. animatronic. I well, thought that I think they use a real chicken a lot. Like yeah, they're <laughs> always holding a real chicken, which to me feels like there were a it lot of like, like the ruined witch takes. Threw a, yeah, a real chicken she, at one point when she throws Dorothy in there. She. 100% throws a real chicken in first. Yeah. Like, it was like, there was no... But yes, I think that that was very impressive. I think the creativity of what they showed us that was different about Oz, too, that we didn't see in the first movie, if you didn't mm-hmm. read the books. I think there's something there. So they get to the Emerald well, City. we get oh, introduced to the Eyes and the Rocks, and that's like yes. the Gnome King. That's a horrifying scene. The first time you see this face, it's like these eyes and a rock, and then he reports down... To the gnome to king, hell, and it's like as these far really, as you know. <laughs> really intense voices, really scary uh, depiction of a face in a rock and red lights. Yeah, because so, it's not showing the gnome king. The gnome, it's like it's like an office interview where the gnome king yeah, is off. Yeah, and a little bit camera. like the wizard, right? We don't see what the wizard looks like. Yeah, but yeah, and. This is where like Scott Joplin music is playing, like right after that. <laughs> you it's went, like, you went. What is this ragtime? <laughs> yeah, like it just that was one of the the ones where I was like, this does not fit with what we've just seen. Uh, I did like though that the rocks, the faces on the rocks felt like the trees in the original. When she, you know, takes the apple and we do the lunch pail tree yes. and stuff like that, that felt very reminiscent. So I did, I did enjoy how that felt. It's interesting. One of the things I really like about Oz is this kind of like, quote unquote, modern fantasy and yeah. the idea of like lunch pails were a thing in mm-hmm. the in 1899. So they had lunch pail trees and like industry, like the wheelers are guys on wheels. So it's like stuff that's like modern, but it's modern for that time. So it's antiquated now. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just think it's cool as opposed to being like, not feeling like Tolkien fantasy. It's this like modern fantasy thing. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time where they mention the chicken. When the rock guy goes down. I think of the scene once a month, the rock guy goes down and goes, He's like reporting that Dorothy's there. Yeah. And he looks off to the side and goes, what else? And he goes, well, she has a chicken. And then the voice officer is like, a chicken? Like, I think of that scene a lot. I and don't know And then I was like, what? Why is it weird that there's a chicken? And every time they mention the chicken and like being so intense about the chicken, I was desperate to know. You're not going to find out about that chicken for Until another. The very end. Yeah. Uh, um, so one of Belina's lines I have, and now I don't remember what it was in reference to, looks like it was a rough trip. What it's when her house, to? they find her oh, old house. Oh, yes, that they find her from. old house. Yes, that's right. This is where I said nightmare fuel was the wheelers. When we're introduced yes. to the wheelers, they're horrifying. So well, yeah, that Emerald's, was definitely something. Well, you get to Emerald City and it's completely abandoned, but there is, someone yeah. has written graffiti, one piece of graffiti that says, beware the wheelers. So I guess someone before they turned to stone yes. wrote that. But yeah, that was horrifying. That's or maybe the, the one wheelers one. did it to be like, yeah, get maybe. up. Because they felt like an 80s punk gang from like. They were just, everything about them was really scary. Their design, they when they like went down and they had like another face. Yes. The whole the whole thing uh 
they chase her into a room. Yeah. And she locks the door behind her, and that's where they find TikTok, the yeah, mechanical man. Yeah, and I man. wrote that TikTok's fight was pretty good. Well, let so TikTok, a couple facts I want to say about TikTok, but first off, his whole deal is he's a squat metal man with uh, three things to wind up. So he's still, when they find him, kind of like the Tin Man, need to give him oil. But they wind him up, and one is for his thinking, one is for his talking, and one is for his action, so mm-hmm. moving around. And he is voiced by Tim Rose, who is also the voice of... Admiral Akbar in oh, Star Wars. Cool. Um, and also something I told you during the movie that you found horrifying. Gymnast Michael, not horrifying, but yeah. rough. Uh, gymnast Michael Sundin stood upside down with legs bent and backwards inside TikTok's body to move the legs. And that's when I said, there's no way that man got paid <laughs> enough to do that because just watch him move. It's wild. So he goes out to fight the the wheelers, and his fight is essentially just spinning. His top spins around, yeah, and he hits him with the lunch. It's a pretty good fight. I liked that scene. And so you know, we're trying not to go beat for beat. So I guess the next big section is Princess Mumbai. Mombi. Mombi, excuse me, who's the witch. She's in the, I guess, the palace now and has taken over. Yeah. And they go to ask her about the scarecrow. And there's this beautiful woman playing mandolin in the most extreme dress. I loved her dress. Her dress was really cool. (laughs) Made this like clackety clack noise whenever she walked. It sounded like it was made out of metal and different things. And and she's like, I'm going to put something on more comfortable. And she goes to a hall of heads. And that's when I kind of lost. (laughs) And listeners. The, I know this is coming because so in the book there's there's so Mombi is a heads witch in glass cases. Yes, their heads, but they're like it's like if you put a bunch of mannequin heads in a row, but they're all real heads just looking around, and she just swaps her head and out. And they're whispering; you can like faintly hear them, kind of talking, yes. but kind of not. But I know and- this scene is coming, so just again, I'm like, oh god, here here we go, Tara's, and she's like. Is she gonna put on a different head? Like, like, she's gonna switch her head. The heads are whispering, like word for word, what I said out loud while I was watching this. So, in in the second book, which is Marvelous Land of Oz, um, there is a, a witch is a bad guy named Mombi, and that's where the name comes from. But the character is more based on a character in Ozma of Oz, which the whole story of Ozma of Oz is. Dorothy lands in the deadly desert, crosses the desert, and then runs into the army of Oz, including TikTok, but and an actual army and stuff. I think there's the whole joke is the army is TikTok, but they have like 50 uh, privates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they go to this land called Ev, and she has taken over Ev, and the Gnome King has the royal family of Ev, and that's the that that the story is pretty much the same. But she meets Ozma there, and Ozma's like a character in there. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. So that's a whole horrifying section. Then another Belina line is, what is this, a man or a melon? When she meets Oh, she uh, meets Jack she meets Pumpkinhead. Jack, and we find out his story of kind of how he well, came to be. Why is, do you remember why Dorothy was thrown up there? You thought this was horrifying. Yes, because she was going to wait for Dorothy to grow a little bit more so then she could take Dorothy's head. Yes. Which is awesome. And they find those headless statues in, of people and that's where I think Jack says later, oh, that's where she gets all the heads. Yeah, that's where the heads came from. And then all those people were turned to, to stone. It's, it's wild. So I then questioned they come up with this plan to escape and she's got to go to the original head and spoiler it's Mrs. Wilson it's that it's the woman from mm-hmm. the doctor's office is the original head and she so talks, 
just real quick so we can explain why she's going there. Oh, okay. I sorry, I was okay. That's okay. But but she's going there because just, like skip stuff. I just okay. she's getting the powder of life. These are things from the book that are really important to me. Okay. Cuz the powder of book life is what brought Jack to life. In the second in the second book it's a boy named Pip or Tip who brings Jack to life and they go and they get the scarecrow and they ride on the gump and blah blah blah. Um and Pip at the or Tip at the end turns out to be Ozma. So when she says, mom made me, that's what he's talking about, Ozma. And then he uses powder of life. And he's like, I came to life. So let's make something to fly out the window out of, out of sofas yeah. and palm fronds and whatever. But, but Dorothy's job is to go steal the powder of life from head number 31. Which is the original head. Yes. And when she goes into the room where Princess <laughs> Mombi... Yes. Is sleeping because she has a key on her wrist that she has to get. That's how she unlocks all the, the heads when she's switching her heads out. She's snoring. How is she snoring the with headless, no head the headless on? One is the snoring. headless body is snoring. And so then I went down kind of this dark rabbit hole of like, does she have a trach? And like, is it making a sound? Like, what's going on? Like, how is this woman snoring? But when she gets up and starts chasing Dorothy with no head, that's another like really intense scene too. Well, it's the part where she reaches for her and she goes, I, I always remember this line reading, yeah. of, Dorothy girl. Yeah. Like, that's Mm-mm. the scariest part of yeah. the movie when I was a kid. And then all the heads are like talking screaming, and, and screaming yeah. when she steals the thing out of it. It's wild. Uh then when they meet Gump, who is a moose head on the wall, he's part of what they make. Well, that's how yeah, they make that's him the into head a for flying, the flying Gump. Thing. He says, "The last thing I remember was being in the forest, and then I heard a loud noise, which <laughs> I also this. thought was a little dark. And now I'm here." Uh, so that happens. So then... Real quick, the Gump's head comes from an animal from the Aussian forest. Therefore, this is a forest Gump. Oh, haha, funny. <laughs> so we then... There's another part where we actually see the Deadly Desert in action, where one of the wheelers, after they get away, the wheelers go to chase after them, and they're flying over the Deadly Desert, and we watch a wheeler get turned into a, sand. Well, a bunch of them fall in, yeah. so like, a bunch of them it's die. It's really intense, and they're flying over it. And they all go, it. Deadly Desert. They do this like weird chant. <laughs> a horrifying moment. And then here in my notes, what's the obsession with the chicken? I'm desperate to know. They keep mentioning it. They yes. don't let you know till the end. So if you haven't seen it, it will drive you nuts until you find out what it is at the end. They fly uh, and crash land at the uh, the Gnomes King's Mountain. Yeah. And then at this point, Belina is hidden in Jack's head. She's yes. hidden in the pumpkin head for the rest of the film. So no one knows that she's with them basically the gnome king emerges from the rock and you get this like weird rocky thing telling them like and that all i really liked i liked the creativity of what he looked like as rock when all the hands when they go in to make the choices oh yeah yeah yeah. they make the the door yeah there i really liked a lot of that and as he becomes more human and then turns more back into kind of this rock formation. I really like that. But she goes in without everyone and has this trippy, like, Alice in Wonderland scene. Oh, where she's yeah. She's falling. Yeah. Uh, and and I, the emeralds, this is where we find out that the emeralds were stolen from the Gnome King. He had them all underground and they were stolen from him. And that's well, why Well, quote turned. unquote. She points out, you have so many. He's like, that's not the point. Yeah. This is a, this is a uh, scathing indictment of, of hoarding uh, wealth, like much like, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos does. You or really Elon like Musk. to bring it I'm just into saying, the, I think this, the is, this is what we're looking at here. Um, in our episodes lately. <laughs> so, uh, 
one thing I one thing I think we should look out for in this series is things that are like I think we're going to be watching a lot of 80s weird like fantasy sci-fi stuff mm-hmm. and one of them is the like i'm falling through yeah. like weird... labyrinth has that too i feel labyrinth like. does i feel like that's what it kind of is when they go into the 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 game world in tron mm, it, yeah i mean that's at least you mm-hmm. know this was just some weird backlit yeah pictures of gyms and stuff yeah I, uh, also when the Gnome King reveals that he's wearing the ruby slippers and how that actor like moves his feet around wearing those slippers, that's also a really funny moment. Yeah. He's, he keeps trying to entice, he offers them, the, the scarecrow has been turned into an ornament in this room. Each of you gets three chances to hold your hands on an ornament and say, Oz. And if it's a scarecrow, it'll change back. If not, you become He's basically turned lots of people i'd imagine into these knickknacks yes in, yeah. in, the, in the book they start figuring out the people from ev are purple and mm. like they go in and they try and figure everything out so that's yeah. part of it um but so then he entices dorothy he goes i've got these and he puts on the ruby slippers and he does a little like toe wiggles yeah he he's, does he look, looks like he's so happy he's to be wearing so excited them. to be wearing the ruby slippers and he basically tricks them because he doesn't want any of them to pick and he wants to yes. just turn them all into more knickknacks essentially and so each time one of her friends is turned he becomes more of a human form and they versus s- a rock he form. says that i didn't remember him i didn't remember him saying it like outright like and soon i will be a human like yeah. he want, that was his goal the first thing you notice is his eyeballs he's all rocks but has eyeballs <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh we've not seen that before and then you kind of see it get a little bit more but Mombi like arrives as Dorothy, and that's picking. a whole wild scene her using the wheelers as in a like tunnel horses. i guess yeah like trying to in the get tunnels to under disney world that's what it looked like yeah it was <laughs> kind of crazy the next thing i have is when he eats well so if you'd like to talk a little bit more before then that's sure fine. so he everyone gets turned dorothy fig- turns one into the scarecrow and figures out everything that's green is someone from Oz. So she starts getting everyone back. And as she's doing that, the gnome King is like devolving back into a monster and then like tears down the wall. And they have like this claymation gnome King that has this like huge huge. mouth. Yeah. And he goes to eat the gump. Like he eats the gump's body. He eats the sofa part of the gump. But they kind of have established that the head is where everything is. And Mm -hmm. just, if you attach something to the head, he can move it. I don't know. But he drops it in his throat like a hot dog. He just like drops it down. Now hold on. You, I guess what that's you a, mean how is a cartoon it, character okay. eats a hot dog. I was like, okay? I've seen you eat a hot dog, hot dog, and it. it's not like that. But yeah, it's he, how Garfield eats a hot dog, yes, not my wife. There you go. Yeah, but like, and then when we see his throat. They like do a zoom in where you Mm -hmm, look down mm -hmm. into his throat and that's wild too. And he goes to pick up Jack and eat Jack and that's a really scary scene. And then that's when Belina gets so scared. That's when his mouth opens, just keeps opening and it's it's like inhumanly wide. I'm like, oh. And then the red in there too, the way it's lit. And then Belina is so nervous. The whole bit in the beginning is Belina wouldn't lay an egg. And Dorothy's like, if you don't lay an egg, mom's going to like, cook you or auntie m's gonna cook you for supper like you need and so she's so scared i guess she lays the egg and the egg just like drops down but we watch it fall like all the way down his Mm -hmm. throat 
And that's when we find out that eggs are all, poison. All the to other gnomes. gnomes, all the other gnomes that are like have been like these like rock monsters, claymation rock yeah. monsters, all go poison, poison. Now, did that feel like a satisfying result to the? Yeah, I understand why they were like super intensely obsessed and wild about there being a chicken in the land. I yeah, I, I guess it, and it's also a way to explain. How yeah. they kill the but, gnome king. No, no, no. Don't but... try and think about it. Just tell me. Off, were you like, yes, now the chicken thing makes sense? Or did you feel good about it? Or were you just like, this I was is weird. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes sense as to why they were freaking out about the in, chicken. In the book, it's the same thing. They don't kill the gnome king. The gnome king goes on to become a villain for multiple books. Mm. But um, they do. he does keep saying, like, keep that chicken away from me. Eggs are poison. They, like, yeah. use it to get out. They're like, here. Like, and he's like, ah. Well, and when he crumbles, it reminded me of Oogie Boogie when Oogie yes, Boogie ends. Yes, it felt very. It felt very similar. Bugs. And we should say the same thing about Jack, the pumpkin. Now, I forgot about this fact I have, but Tim Burton has said Jack Pumpkinhead is a, the, the character from the books. Not is an inspiration from this, because but he had already created a version of Jack. I will by say, this point. I will say the the weird inhuman sidekicks were all very book accurate in a good way. Okay. Um, I really liked TikTok a yes. lot. Real quick uh, wrap up. They she gets the ruby sn- slippers when the gnome king dissolves. It's a t- horrifying scene. Gets back to gets goes back to Emerald City. Uh, frees Ozma, big who's the, the big parade. Goes home, everything's fine, hooray. But there was one thing that you were kind of surprised at. I was so surprised that Belina stayed in Oz. Although I guess now why she was the hero. They brought her in on a pillow. She was going to be cooked, I guess. So I guess it makes sense she stayed. But I just felt like her relationship with Dorothy became so close throughout that it was a Mm -hmm. weird choice for her to stay and Dorothy to go. But I mean. She didn't really have much of a life. If you compare yeah. the life she had in Oz, she was much exactly. better Exactly. Now, we're we're getting towards the end, so let's kind of talk about the things that I think are the purpose of this episode of the podcast. And that's, what did you find to be the... Oh, do you have one more thing? One more thing. Okay. The clinic burned to the ground. When yes, we find I forgot out about she that. comes back, she comes back home after her adventure. Everyone was like, safe except for the doctor. She's passed out. And everybody comes searching for her in the woods. That's when they all have those sticks that I thought were rifles. Yeah, and then Uncle Henry is so surprised, like running, which up to this point, he did not seem to be like that. But I guess he was looking for her. But yeah, we find out that the whole clinic burned to the ground. Everyone lived but the doctor because he ran back in for his machines. I just thought that that was a really dark... Well, okay. So let's talk about the darkness about this. And, And seriously, what did you find probably the most traumatic scene, the most... WTF moment. Okay, that's hard. Or, excuse me, WTQ, as Richard uh, said. What the quack. Uh, I said WTQ throughout this film. So, I would say the switching out of heads Yes. was not something I was expecting. So, that, the wheelers were very scary and horrifying. And some of the first times you see the rock just reporting down to the Gnome mm-hmm. King, but you don't know what the Gnome King looks like. Those were my, like... Hor- and real-life horror is her in that hospital. Yes. 
that that was harder to watch now when I was I, I I don't remember. I mean, there's a good chance that I only ever watched this when it was on Disney Channel or something, and yeah. I maybe missed that opening part. Mm-hmm. Um, I for one really liked this movie because I found all her friends very endearing. But watching it again, I'm like, holy moly! There's a ton of WTQ stuff well, in and here. I have a question for you. Yes. When you were watching it, was it nostalgic? Were you excited to see these characters? Were you excited to be back in the world? Because I am curious, did you watch Labyrinth as a child or no? Uh, yeah. Okay, so then this doesn't apply to you. But Labyrinth will probably make an appearance I'm, on this. I'm curious for those who've never seen Labyrinth and see it as an adult. Because I saw it as a child. I love Labyrinth. I've always loved it. I never found anything super scary about it as a child mm-hmm. watching it. I'm curious if it's similar, although people on the Facebook page said that this is nightmare fuel for them. So maybe that's not true. But I am curious if as a child you interpret things a different where things go over your head and you miss some of the horror that as adults right. we're reading into. I, and that I can't answer because I've only watched it and remembered it as an adult i will say i distinctly remember her saying dorothy gale like i remember that okay very specifically the wheelers when i was a kid didn't bother me but i think there were one when i was older i went like oh god yeah there's a lot of oh god stuff in this and that's what i'm saying like this might have been a bold choice for for number one yeah um the dorothy gale thing was definitely the worst all the electric shock stuff was harder as an adult than as a kid I think it was just like, oh, they shouldn't do that. And seeing and then a they child got... in danger in a real way. Right. But she, but watching it, she gets away and she's not hurt. Yeah. And I it's... think the problem is, as adults, you go, people actually did that in that time. People were legitimately hurt by that. There's the weight of history on you as an yeah. adult. Yeah. And the that weight of it being real life characters. Let me, let me skip to another thing. And this may be the last question um, that I think was important for these. Would you show this to a child today? No. Absolutely not. Would you show it to an older child today? Like, I don't think this is so, interesting for kids that age. Like, I think if your child read the books and is maybe. curious, I think then you could have a conversation. And again, we don't have children, so I don't know what the age would be. But I think if they read the books and they were curious and they were like, hey, I, I know this movie exists, then I think there might be a moment, yes. depending on the age of the child, to be like, okay, you but, really like the books. We can talk about what's different, what you liked. I get that kind of a thing. But I wouldn't just show it to somebody out of context to be like, you loved the first one. Go watch yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. I don't That's, think they're a one for one. The The... Situation you've described to me is so specific. I don't think that situation exists. Well, I feel like I think it was this you. is a movie. Didn't you read the books and that's why you watched it? This movie came out in 1985. I only had X amount of other entertainment going on. Like, but had you read the books at that point? I don't remember. I would have been four when this came out. That's why I'm thinking I saw it on Disney Channel. Yeah, or I feel like maybe you didn't see it when it came out. You saw it later on. But I'm curious if you had read the books by the time you saw it. But the difference is if I if I read the books and then and then someone said, hey, this movie came out six years ago. You should look at this because you mm-hmm. read the books. As opposed to if I if a child read the books now and I went, there's this movie from 1985. Yeah, I don't like, think I would tell yeah. my child there's this movie. But if my child Googled things on the internet, you know, if well, they're of the this age is that on they're... And it's on Disney+. Disney Plus, Plus, yeah. So if my child came across it or they were searching for it or they were looking for something for the book and this popped yes. up... 
I, but yes, that is a very specific situation. No, I would not just show it to a child. <laughs> right. I, I, I think the, the, the worst case scenario or the most likely scenario is your kid goes, what's Return to Oz? But there's so much other stuff on Disney Plus. You just go, eh, that movie's boring. Or go let's to- go watch the original. Yes. And or see something. if the original's scary. Because I will say, my brother, when he saw the original, he saw it at a fairly young age. Uh, and the Wicked a, Witch. I think we've talked about this on the podcast. Have we? Okay. But, I, but tell it again. Oh, it's a great okay. story. And he was scared of the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, cover his eyes, that kind of a thing, but never super traumatizing to him. And I don't know what was in my head. My brother and I are 12 years apart, so I don't know what was in my head, but we were at my grandfather's in Florida and he had an in-ground pool. And so I pretended to be the Wicked Witch melting and I like went under the water. Going like, I'm melting. And when I came up, my brother was hysterically crying like at the door thinking like I had just disappeared. But do you think... And I felt terrible for that for <laughs> a long time. But do you time. think that traumatized him or do you think that traumatized No, you? that traumatized me. I don't even know that my brother remembers that. Right. The I way think... you tell the story is with such a specific memory yes, that I feel I like. I 100% <laughs> think, I, I only think my brother remembers it because I've told him that story right. when he was older. Right, yeah, right. I don't know that he was traumatized. Or you've created some deep-seated phobia I that surely, he can't. I really hope not. <laughs> Uh, but who knows? I, I got to say, uh, this movie uh, was, again, like I said, fun to watch. But it is it is certainly traumatizing. It is certainly weird. I would it's, watch it again because, again, I'm a very... When I said there's only a specific weird child that would do this, that weird child is me. I'm also... <laughs> we didn't go into this at all. I'm super curious about anyone who's been under influence of oh no this is to watch. a bad trip. no i'm not no. recommending it <laughs> no, no, i'm just no. real curious because there's got to be people out there who have done that and i'm like that to me just seems like a really bad idea and they're probably now screaming in the basement of an electroshop <laughs> oh, no, therapy not a, not a, no 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 <laughs> i can't i can't condone that joke so i i loved this let's talk real quick i want to do this again do you think we should do labyrinth next I think Labyrinth would be a little more enjoyable, but not as traumatic. My second recommendation is, and you know what? Let's put it up for a vote between these two and if you've got a third, maybe. I don't think Labyrinth is, is traumatizing at all. So I'm very biased. I, I, I understand why people might think it is, mm-hmm. but I am very biased because I love it. Okay. So I don't know that you want me to decide with Labyrinth in the mix okay. of the vote. So we will put it up on the Facebook page for a vote between Labyrinth. And Ewoks 2 Battle for Endor. I've not seen that. Now, we just recently watched Ewoks 1, and most of it was for me to set this up for us doing it on this show, because the second one has some really dark stuff in it. Okay. And is also on Disney+. Plus. It's also on Disney+. Plus. So, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining uh, us. If you like this, let us know on the Facebook page. If you've got... We've, we did a poll about what traumatized you as a kid. Let us know some another movie you want to do. Hopefully, this is something we can continue doing um if you've got anything else you want us to cover in any of these i you know we just kind of just gave this a shot and went and and was it ran by the seat of our pants what is it Mm -hmm. something like that that. sounds right but yeah so let us know until then reach uh, out to us you know how you can get a hold of us yes 707 recommendations 707 yo trpd1 let us know what you want to uh hear uh until next time uh i'm ryan and i've been traumatized (laughs) same Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you want to tell us your favorite Disney villain and why it's guest on, send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com. Or you can send a tweet about how great Maleficent is to at trpdiaries. 
Check out our Facebook group by searching for Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and many more. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.